Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. I have a word that I felt the Lord put heavily on my heart, so I believe I'm going to share that. But uh, it's a beautiful word. But I thought I will share my humorous story. There was this guy. They were sitting and talking, and they wanted to figure out uh, how their children going to behave. So they have their all they have five year old, six year old uh, kids. So they wanted to know how these kids are going to behave to certain things. So they had a glass of uh, you know wine on one place, and then money, and then and then a Bible. So the first kid came. He took a glass of wine, you know, tried to taste it and went. And the guy said, I think he's going to be a hedonistic person, enjoys pleasure. The second kid came, he took the money, put it in his pocket, went. And then the guys uh, looked at each other and they said, I think he's going to be a businessman. And uh, the third one came, he took the wine, drank it, took the money, put it in his pocket took the Bible, put it on his armpits and walked. And then they looked at each other and they said, good grief, he's going to become a politician. <laughs> but anyway, lift up your Bible, say this after me, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us this morning. You will release your heart to us and I pray the Spirit of God will come and restore us into the place where you designed us to be. Lord, help us not to strive but to live in the place of rest and hearing from you and walk from that place where you have designed us to live. So we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I believe the Lord put this word in my mouth, in my heart. Uh, the topic is the blood of Jesus is our life. The blood of Jesus is our life. And I'm going to go through uh, certain scriptures, but it's not up in the screen. But I believe, like it or not, the Bible is a very bloody book. From the beginning to the end, you find uh, it's all about blood. If you read even Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, uh, the first place where there is a sacrifice happens, the God makes a bloodshed. And it's so crazy to know that the word blood is not a very favorite subject in the pulpit we talk about. Why? Because it talks about, it almost looks like, you know, R-rated movies or plus 18 movies because it's so gory and people say it's it's it causes kids to have nightmares. So let's not talk about, you know, blood. But you must understand wherever there is blood, there is a significant part that there is something that the blood was needed because the sin came in that place. So the blood has to come and make restitution and Sin is what made the reason blood has to come, you know. So I want you to look at the verse Leviticus 17, 11. It says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And God is so obsessed with blood 
because he is so obsessed with life it's not up in the screen so i thought i will make that statement god is so obsessed with blood because he is so obsessed with life so to this this morning we're going to talk about the blood of jesus why this blood of jesus is so important so genesis 2:17 it talks about you know uh, it's maybe in the screen it's god said you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but when you eat from it you will certainly die and romans 6:23 says the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord so you see there where there is a sin god needs to bring a restitution and if you look at sin produces death restitution produces life so this is where god wants to build this up you know so i want you to look at this verse hebrews 9:22 uh, if you are taking notes take notes if you're not taking notes take notes look at this word what i put it in brackets is actually the original translation but i changed it into life and then you know sin death so everything is purified with blood and without blood there is no forgiveness of sin now you take that word blood and put life because leviticus 1711 says the life of the flesh is in the blood so everything is purified with blood and without blood there is no forgiveness of death of sin okay so that's what the lord wants to do the lord wants to deal with the issue of sin and when we say sin christians we always have a a weird paradigm the paradigm is okay i'm not smoking i'm not drinking i'm not cursing i'm not watching weird r rated movies i'm not going to this place i'm not hanging out with bad company so i'm good and i believe sin is more deeper than that the sin is i think it was john wesley's mom susanna wesley was once asked by john wesley what is sin and susanna wesley said this and i quote anything that separates you from the very call of god is sin amen anything that separates you from the very call of god is sin now i am right now in my daily devotion in the most uh, uh no, it's not my favorite book to read in the bible it's leviticus i am right now in leviticus i don't know anybody is here who says charles i love the book of leviticus if you are one of those person i need your prayers and this is one of those books it's a book on barbecues lots and lots of sacrifices and you know but there is something strange when i read book i am doing my paper version because i'm old school i have my pen or pencil i i circle a lot write down a notes on the side so uh so this one thing i keep on reading in the book of leviticus is that the priest uh he has to dip his finger leviticus chapter 4 verse 6 maybe it's up in the screen it says the priest is to dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the lord and the word seven times is most of the time is repeated again and again and again and and then i started thinking like man the word seven is repeated and the bible always old testament is actually a shadow and a mirror of what's happening in the new testament and if you look at the life of jesus he is the ultimate lamb of god because the first lamb god paid for adam to just 
postponed the sin. It never dealt with sin. But in the last Adam came, Jesus, he actually, the Lamb of God that was slain, he went through seven different times of blood that, that he shed for us. Number one, it's up in the screen. The sweat became blood. The medical term, I am not pronouncing it properly. It's called, it's called hematidrosis. Basically, it's when you are extreme stress and emotional thing, your basically sweat becomes blood. The night before the cross, Jesus went through an agonizing time where before he was crucified and that actually made him to even sweat blood. Luke chapter 22 verse 44 says, he was in such agony of spirit that he broke into a sweat of blood with great drops falling to the ground as he prayed more and more earnestly. Now, that's the first sprinkle, you know, altar in the Old Testament priest. If you read Leviticus 2 and it says there, the anointed priest has to go and sprinkle. And we know the anointed priest in the New Testament, anointed the Messiah, he gave his blood. Hello? Come on. He gave his blood. And the first one was the sweat became blood. The second one, he was beaten and struck. Matthew 26, 36, 26, 62 to 67 says, when you have heard the blasphemy, what do you think? They answered, he deserves death. Then they spat in his face, beat him with fist or with rods, and others slapped him. Can you imagine that Jesus has to go through for you and me slapping hello with a fist and it's not one of those uh, you know bollywood fist that you kick like this the movie the guy flies so far this is a real deal this is you know he was beaten and struck it, for you and me that's the second draw you know sprinkling of blood the third one beard plucked out you know you may have noticed i have to shave my beard to enter united states because uh, they think I'm a Muslim. So I need to do all those weird stuff. So, but now that I'm here, I can grow this back. Uh, so, but the one of the Jewish traditions is when you are in trouble, when people wants to shame you, and this is what they do, they pull your beard, pull your beard. I don't know whether anybody had, op you know, opportunity for some, that you try to pull your beard. They pull it in such a way, part of your skin comes out. It's so gory. And that's what Isaiah 52 verse 14 says. He was marred or some translation it says he was even disfigured beyond recognition. Isaiah 56 says, I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shaming or spitting. Wow. That's the third blood that Jesus, you know, that sprinkling. The fourth one, back was heavily, his back was heavily scourged. If you read John 19, 1, Mark 15, 15, please wrote down these, write down these addresses. You will see a lot and lot of scriptures. He says, you know, then Jesus was flogged and added him and handed him over to be crucified. You know, what is flogging? It's not that, uh, you know, that you take a little 
cooking spoon and ask your son to turn and say ready i'm going to spank your butt it's not that thing you know <laughs> this is scourging it's when they have this whips that goes into that's what the word uh, in isaiah 60 53 it says the hebrew word chabar chabar means split open when you are in that place of split open in that wounding god gives us is the healing you know and that's the fourth one the fifth one is head pierced with the crown of thorns and that's another picture that you will see here matthew 27 they stripped him and put a sacred scarlet robe on him and they twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head reed in his right hand and they bowed to the knee before him and mocked him that's another sprinkling of blood the last one the sixth one was crucified he was crucified and that was even even jesus was bleeding profusely and in matthew 27 35 they says they crucified him and they divided up his clothes by casting lots and and it's it's a very gory scene for what god paid for you and me to be here and the last one in the seventh one the sides were pierced i'm running up faster because i want to get to the main part okay these are all just introduction to that main part so catch up with me if you're taking notes take notes the side were pierced that was in 19th chapter of john 34 one of the soldiers pierced his side with spear and immediately blood and water came out you know this is you know that's where adam's wife was taken you know jesus the bride groom he paid with this with his sweat and blood and water for his bride the church that's you and me come on church son say hallelujah this is so beautiful what he has done it's it's not fancy it's not something like magic he went through that's why cs lewis and i've said this so many times the son of god became a son of man so that the sons and daughters of man can become sons and daughters of god amen so now romans 8:34 says who then is the one who condemns no one christ jesus who died more than that was raised to life he is at the right hand of god he is also interceding for us now this is where i want to get to i have written down 10 benefits out of this blood of jesus that we can receive and walk in freedom and i believe the holy spirit wants to ask you to take this blood of jesus that we're going to take communion together you know we're going to do it as we are even taking the knowing the scriptures we will be please keep your communion ready so we will be doing it together but as we do it i want you to take it in such a way that this blood of jesus has brought such deliverance in your life the first one the blood of jesus forgives me from all sin what is the reason why we take this it talks about forgiveness the blood brought me freedom that forgiveness it's it gave me forgiveness from all my sin what is sin sin is not just you know your list of religious um you know do this do this don't do this it's anything that it is away from the very call of god original design of god is sin hebrews 9:22 says uh, you have been forgiven through the blood that jesus shed when he gave up his life without shedding of blood there is no forgiveness 
Amen. So this is what I wrote down. Write it down. Through the blood of Jesus, I can walk with freedom. Amen. So today people are living in bondage. And you and me are privileged to live in freedom. Why? Not because you prayed much, you fasted much, you read Bible much. No, no, no. This, you know, I was having dinner with one Romanian family last night and his father died and he was 85 years old and the son gave a testimony about his father. The father has read the Bible 121 times in his life. He's 85 years old. 121 times. Now, no condemnation. Huh? I don't know how many of you have read at least once. Can I see anyone read at least once? You can put a thumbs up or something. You know, I mean, you know, I don't want to go increase the number, but this is the challenge. We don't really sometimes think the opinion of God is not the most important opinion. So the blood of Jesus gives me, <coughs> in, makes me to walk in freedom. Number two, the blood of Jesus cleanses me. <coughs> Hebrews 9.14 says, Our consciences have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you have been purified from, from all sin. So it cleanses you. That's why the blood is a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's important to realize I am washed by the blood of Jesus. I am every single day, my mind is washed. The blood, my mind is washed from negative thoughts, from accusations, from condemnation, from, from temptations. I am constantly aware the blood. That's why we need to say, Jesus, I plead your blood upon myself because it is your blood that forgives me it is the blood that cleansed me so what is the situation when you do that through the blood of jesus i can walk with no guilt today people you know how many of you done a road trip many of you might have done a road trip sea trip aeroplane trip how many of you did a guilt trip <laughs> you know and i i had my grandmother and she, i she i thought she was born in uh, raised in hell, you know. She talked about the hell in such a way <laughs> that I would have, you know, so guilty that if I don't do this, if I don't fast, if I don't do this, I, I'll be having such a guilt laid upon me, you know. But God takes oh, takes care of the guilt when you know that the blood of Jesus has washed completely. Today, some of you are sitting with the guilt and I wanted to prophesy over you in the name of Jesus, every guilt. If this is a guilt that you're going through, just you're saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not clean enough. I'm not worthy enough. Put your hand on your heart. The spirit of God wants to minister to you and he wants to say to you, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. Amen. <clears throat> Number three, the blood of Jesus redeemed me. Ephesians 1 says, in him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. God has redeemed you. What is redeemed means? You were once lost, enemy has stolen, and now God paid the price and redeemed it. Amen. That's called redemption. How many of you know that your life is right now, how you live is only by the mercy of God? Amen. Me and my wife, we were driving today to visit one friend of ours in one place and, and we were just talking and my wife made a comment and by the way, they could not join because the kids are all having super jet lag. I'm drinking coffee after coffee to keep myself awake. So it's ridiculous the time lapse. But 
and she said something very profound charles i don't know about you you know if god has to judge me for everything that i have done equally bring just if you know if he has to do tit for tat i am no more in this world and that's the case for many of us if god has to say you did this i'm going to do this you did this i'm going to do this if that's the case we are done but the spirit of god wants to tell you today he has redeemed you amen now look at the scripture ephesians uh, 17 is in his blood the forgiveness of sins that in uh, that through that we can receive the richness of god's grace what is grace gift received at christ's expense how many of you know the blood of jesus is the expense of christ amen that through the blood of jesus i can walk with the father as his child i want to say this to you in the name of jesus you are not an orphan you may not have a physical biological father but there is a spiritual father who sent his beloved son to pay the price to redeem you you are no more an orphan number 4 the blood of jesus has justified me second corinthians 5:21 says when i am justified you know for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him <laughs> you know it didn't say the righteousness of yours or your grandmothers or your great grandmothers it says righteousness of god what is the righteousness of god our elder brother jesus went before god and he paid the price because jesus is accepted today you and me are accepted because jesus bled is worthy you you are worthy because jesus made you know because jesus is holy in jesus you are holy that's why you know you are justified justified is basically means clean shit you are completely given a new chit a new page a fresh start a new beginning it's like control all dell it's like a restart a reboot button where you can find yourself again a fresh start how many of you got a fresh start in your life <laughs> amen i got a fresh start in my life when i was 22 years old i got a fresh start in my life when i was 24 years old i again got a fresh start you know sometimes we need to get two or three more fresh starts you know because there are areas god deals with there are areas god breaks us and then you like wow and then god says the righteousness of god made me justified amen what happens when we walk in justification the blood of jesus i can walk with no condemnation amen hallelujah what is condemnation condemnation talks about what you have done conviction talks about where you are going condemnation tells you how bad you are conviction tells you how good god is hallelujah number 6 the blood of jesus as number 5 i guess the blood of jesus has sanctified me what is sanctification justification and sanctification are two different things justification clears the debt sanctification helps you to walk with a clear chit do you understanding what i'm saying justification paid your bill now you are not broke you paid you are free now sanctification is help you to walk debt free kapish so the blood of jesus you know sanctifies me matthew 7:14 says you know that only jesus blood uh, as the possibility of you know uh, sanctifying our us from all sin because the narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to it and the few who find in it amen so the blood of jesus sanctifies me 
D.L. Moody said this, and I quote, Holiness is not the way to Christ. Christ is the way to holiness. I grew up, my grandparents were temple priests, and they used to teach. They say, the more you do this, the more mantras, the more prayer, the more you do this, then God will accept you. It's totally anti-biblical. Christ is the way to holiness, not holiness is the way to Christ. So what happens when you walk in this great understanding of sanctification? That means through the blood of Jesus, I can walk in holiness. And my brothers and sisters, holiness is not something, an external behavior. It's an internal heart transformation. Holiness is not about saying the right thing. It's holiness is about doing the right thing when no one is watching. Holiness is not behavioral modification. It's heart transformation. Holiness is not externals. It's to do with the eternal spirit we are hosting with the right attitude. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you. So number six, the blood of Jesus brought me peace. Colossians 1.20 says it was through his son that God cleared a path for everything to come to him. All things in heaven on earth that Christ's death on the cross has made peace with God all by his blood. So when you take this blood and you take and you say, God Thank you for restoring me. 1 John 4, 7 says, it's not in the screen. And as you have fellowship with God and the blood of Jesus has cleansed with all sin. So this is what happens. When you take the blood, God has restored your vertical relationship. Now, this is what he is expecting. If he has restored your vertical relationship, he is expecting you to deal with the horizontal relationship. That means I can't live with bitterness with my fellow brother, just because he made a comment that I did not like in bitterness, because I have offended the creator and he has forgiven me. Do you understand the point? Today, Christians are divided to the core. They are so divided in such a way that no one Christian cannot see, it, see another Christian and even have a decent conversation. We are so divided. Amen. So, pray that 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 the blood of Jesus has brought peace, will come and reign. And peace is not something you, you feel. Peace is a person. The blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, I can walk with the Prince of Peace. Amen. Peace is not the absence of problem. Peace is the presence of someone. His name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, number seven, the blood of Jesus gave me access to the throne. Hebrews 10, 19 says, dear brothers, now you can walk right into the very holy of holies where God is because of the blood of Jesus. Wow. You can walk right up to this. Before that, you need a mediator. You need somebody. Today, still people think, pastor, you pray for me. Brother, you pray for me. No, no, no. Today, you can go straight to the throne of God. Why? Because you have Jesus inside of you. So, so that's what means when you have the blood of Jesus, I can talk with Papa all the time. You know, this is what I think we sometimes realize, don't realize. We Christians, A.W. Tozer says this, and I quote, many times we Christians don't realize who resides in us. 
this God who created heavens and earth has taken residence in our hearts and we don't realize he has taken residence in our heart. And the more we don't realize, the more we wander around for asking other people for opinion. But when you know Christ lives in you, there is a deep communion that you goes with God and you talk with him. There is no formula. Christianity is not a formula. Amen. Christianity is not a formula. Christianity is intimacy. Christianity is being in that intimate place where you and God have come together and in that deep intimacy produces life. Amen. Number eight, the blood of Jesus removes all curses. Exodus 12, 17 and 7 and 12 and 13. You need to read this by yourself. I wrote just a couple of you know, verses here, do a meditation on Exodus chapter 12. Then you have to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they ate the lambs. You know, when the, when the angel of death came, he didn't check how holy the people are inside. He just want to make sure if the blood is covered on their doorpost. Today, still Christians live with this fact like if something goes wrong immediately, they think maybe there is a curse. Maybe there is a generational curse. I'm not saying there is no generational curse. There are some which has to be broken. But the moment you have surrendered your life to Jesus, the moment that you said yes to Jesus, every curse has been broken. Every bondage of the enemies has been broken. We sometimes highlight enemy and diminish God. Our God is no match for enemy. Our God is an heavenly God. Our God is the one who even created death. You know, death was created death when he created. Death became activated when sin entered. So God is an awesome God. Amen. Now, number nine, uh, the blood of Jesus uh, uh, speaks of better things. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to be sprinkled blood that speaks better word than the blood of Abel. Amen. Now, put your hand on your heart and say, the blood of Jesus speaks better things. Better things. You know, the enemy spoke about condemnation. The enemy spoke about my past. The blood of Jesus speaks about my future. The blood of Jesus speaks better things. What are the better things? That means you and God are majority. What are the better things? You are seated with him in the heavenlies. What are the better things? You are co-reigned with him. What are the better things? You are a royal priesthood, chosen generation. What is the better thing? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. He has called you to preach the good news. That is the better thing. Amen. That happens to the revelation of the blood of Jesus. Number 10, the blood of Jesus protects me. When you walk with the blood of Jesus, go back. Please go back. What happens? Through the blood of Jesus, I can walk with a greater revelation of a glorious kingdom. Amen. That's why I told you Christianity is not a formula. It's not just a mantra. It's a revelation of a glorious kingdom. Last but not the least, the blood of Jesus protects me and heals me. My dear brothers and sisters, it says like this in Isaiah 53 verse 5. It says, it was because of our rebellious deeds, he was pierced. And because of our sins, he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, 
we found our healing. We take this communion every single day. If you have your communion right now, take it right now with you. We're going to speak this over our life. You know, we're going to say through the blood of Jesus, I know I walk. I know that I am safe in his hands. I can walk with knowing that I am safe in the hands 